Indianapolis. Go drop it. It's the moment y'all been waiting for. Broadcasting from the Isaac and Isaacs. We win.com. Injury Lawyer Studio. It's the show where Indy comes to top. Open lines with Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. On Hot 96.3. Hold up. And good morning to you, Indianapolis. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Rodo, coming to you live from the Hot 96.3 and 106.7 WTLC Studios on this Sunday, June 26, 2022. And this is the first Sunday where women in this country have less rights this morning than they did when we came to you last Sunday morning as the 49-year ruling of Roe versus Wade has been overturned and already in multiple states in this country, abortion is illegal. Uh, The ruling came out on Friday at 10 a.m. out of Washington, D.C. and turned this country upside down. Uh, This is the first time that anybody who is alive today has ever had a right taken away from them. You've never woke up with less rights on a Friday than you did on a Thursday. If you are a woman in this country, that is what has happened. So what happens next here in Indiana? Lawmakers are getting ready to go to the state house and decide what Indiana's laws will be. As I said, several states have already made it illegal to have an abortion uh, with limited exceptions in a number of states. In Missouri, it happened 15 minutes after the ruling came down. It was announced at 10 o'clock, and by 10.15, it was illegal to have an abortion in Missouri. Indiana's leaders, again, will be getting together in a special session coming up next month. So where do we go from here? We will talk with some experts, including Dr. Caitlin Bernard. She is uh, a IU School of Medicine professor as well as an OBGYN gynecologist and abortion provider. Also, Lauren Chapman. She is a reporter for the Indiana Public Broadcasting Um system who's been covering this top to bottom and she's also the society professional journalist journalist of the year but we start here in studio with our own tina cosby who is of course the community affairs director here at radio one and the host of community connection uh tina thank you for coming in on a sunday morning to talk about this historic day with us good morning thank you cameron and good morning good morning good morning uh, what a day. What a week. This uh, all started on, on your show. I listened to your show Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you in, interviewed uh, Congressman Carson among a number of people who were just uh, flabbergasted that mm-hmm. this actually happened. We knew what the ruling would likely be from the leak that came out in May, but uh, this is no longer a drill. No, the, <laughs> no, it is no longer a drill. Uh, this is not a rehearsal. Um, so, yeah, and, and reaction was was swift. And and even though I think, like you said, I think a number of organizations and, and individuals expected it. Um, number one, I don't think they expected it as soon, you know, as quickly as as it came down. And number two, um, I don't think that they expected it to basically not deviate from what was leaked. I mean, what was mm-hmm. leaked was exactly. Yep. Uh, were there any changes that you know nope. of, Cameron? No, nope. yeah. that was pretty much it. The only thing that, that we found out was uh, uh, Justice Roberts. Uh, who mm-hmm. was the chief justice, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's kind of like, well, that's a, that's a little far for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but what we also did find out, and we'll talk about more of all of this coming up in the show, is that uh, Justice Clarence Thomas said, why stop here? Bring, yeah, exactly. Bring exactly. more cases when it comes to same-sex marriage, same-sex relationships, mm-hmm. and um, um, several others, uh, including birth control, contraception. Yeah, yeah, my, contraception, uh, yeah. Bring that, to, bring that to us. Yeah, let's, let's, talk let's about it. Yeah, let's blow up privacy. Yeah, bring because it. Because that's what he's talking about. These are all issues related to privacy that are, that are linked. So, yeah, that's what Tom... Thomas needs to tread carefully, though. I, I don't know, but I guess... Uh, hey, I don't know. Anyway, we will, that's another show. That's we, another we, show. Will, we will talk more about that because we will open the phone lines at, mm-hmm. at the bottom mm-hmm. of the half of the show. Coming up, coming up at 8.15 this morning, we'll be talking with Kyle Hubford. He is the chairman of the Indiana Republican Party to get mm-hmm. a preview of what the uh, Hoosier controlled uh the republican controlled hoosier state house plans to do mm-hmm. uh but first let's go to uh lauren chapman she is a reporter for the indiana public broadcasting and as i love saying she is the society professional journalist journalist of the year she joins us along with dr caitlin uh bernard who has testified on this a number of times at the indiana state house on legislation against abortion 
Both of the ladies are going to help us give us the facts of what is happening right now uh, before we talk with uh, Kyle Hupfer at 815. Lauren and Dr. Bernard, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you both ladies for coming. Uh, you're very important to this uh, conversation to get us straight. Lauren, get us straight, please. What What's going on? Where are we right now in the state of Indiana? So Indiana is, uh, uh, unlike the 11 states that had trigger laws in place that immediately banned abortion, um, Indiana requires a few extra steps. So earlier in the week, <clears throat> Governor Eric Holcomb announced that there would be a special session um, for inflation relief. He has a plan in order to send money to folks, um, and that requires a special session from lawmakers to codify that. That special session is also where they will now address abortion restrictions in Indiana. The likelihood is is that what we will see in Indiana is a total abortion ban. The oh. question becomes whether or not there are exceptions for the life of the mother, which uh, or the life of the pregnant person, um, which uh, is up in the air, um, and exceptions for rape and incest. So there's. Yeah, there's no doubt that um, Indiana will absolutely ban abortion. Uh, the mm -hmm. question is how extreme the legislation will be. Um, and one of the other things, uh, unlike uh, the technical session that we saw uh, a little bit earlier this year and some of the other special sessions that we've seen over the last several years, um, lawmakers have intimated that this will be a, a slightly longer special session. Um, by law, they're required to um, go no more than uh, 41 calendar days or 30 uh, session days. Uh, so the likelihood is, is that what lawmakers have, especially legislative leaders have said, is that they're, they're hoping to get feedback from Hoosiers um, on these particular issues, especially um, how much they will uh, take those uh, responses into consideration is, you know, a little bit up in the air, but they yeah. at least are, are hoping to include public testimony. We're on open lines this morning mm -hmm. uh, with Lauren Chapman, reporter from the Indiana Public Broadcasting, as well as <clears throat> Dr. Caitlin Bernard, uh, IU School of Medicine, Dr. OBGYN and abortion provider and our own Tina Cosby here. Uh, from Radio One. When it comes to what Indiana is going to do, Governor Eric Holcomb has, has, a, has folks are not mincing words with anything. You don't have to read into. They are telling you exactly how they feel. And when Governor uh, Holcomb previously has said he has an issue with being part of taking a life, that sound we played for you on this show a couple of weeks ago. And then just this week, the governor has said that he is pro-life mm -hmm. and would like uh, to continue to make progress uh, toward that. So Lauren just told us that there will be a special session uh, to to make that into <clears throat> law. But mm -hmm. Dr. Bernard, uh, you've testified against exactly what we are doing as a nation and what we are about to do uh, on the state level in legislation. Uh, first, let me ask th this. For folks who don't understand exactly what you do in the situations you have seen, Bring us to reality of what is happening. Lauren brought us to the legal reality. What is the life reality? You know, the life reality is that as we saw pro, <clears throat> those who can have the means to get out of the state to, to get the abortion that they need will be able to do so. We're lucky. You know, we're not at the tip of Texas. We're right next to Illinois and those who will be able to get uh, out of the state, will be able to get to Illinois to have their abortion. And those who can't are those who need it potentially the most, right? Mm -hmm, those mm -hmm. who are literally, you know, having trouble feeding their families, the children that they already have. They are, you know, unable to, um, you know, work um, and uh, get their education and finish their school um, if they were uh, to have a child. And, you know, people who are facing extreme health consequences, Indiana, mm -hmm. although our legislators keep telling us that they would like to make Indiana the healthiest state in the country, are far from that. Yeah. Our maternal mortality and infant mortality here in Indiana is absolutely atrocious, near the bottom every single year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the people that are facing these forced pregnancies are those that have chronic health conditions or high-risk pregnancies mm -hmm. um, that will take their lives. We will see women die. The maternal mortality rate in Indiana absolutely will go up and My there's goodness. no 
you know, way to get around that. We would mm-hmm. like to say that we have all the supports in place to, you know, have the hospitals ready for these extra thousands of births that we're yeah. going to have this year. But we know that that's not true. If you go to the hospital, uh, you can go to any labor and delivery in the country. I work in several myself. Mm-hmm. We are overstretched. We have nursing shortages. We have unsafe working environments. We don't yeah. have the capacity to take care of these patients um, that we have already, much less extra. Yeah. Um, you know, you have maternity deserts all over Indiana <clears throat> where they don't even have a labor and delivery, much less a hospital for miles and miles. Yeah. And, you know, women who um, have these high-risk pregnancies live in these areas. And what support are we giving them? You know, again, when you talk about pro-life, I, I really... Um, I encourage people not to use that term because if they were really pro-life, we'd have universal health care and housing support and food stamps and paid family leave um, and all of the things that actually support people to live and support their families every day. Yeah. uh, Lauren and and Dr. Bernard, this is Tina Cosby. And Lauren, I want to follow up with you uh, in terms of the the special session and what um, Indiana's anticipated total ban um, on abortion is likely to look like. And in terms of what we are anticipating being a a total ban, what state or or group of states do you think Indiana's new law would would most resemble, most closely resemble? Honestly, um, I... There's a lot of questions as to whether or not Indiana would uh, prosecute women, so um, there's or, or people who are seeking an abortion. Um, there doesn't seem to be a lot of appetite for something like that from legislative leaders, but that doesn't that has not prevented other legislation from going through in the past. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll look like Texas. Uh, I will say that the um, National Right to Life uh, Council mm-hmm. uh, has uh, released. Uh, model legislation um, to uh, states, and uh, it includes uh, uh, exceptions for um, the uh, for for uh, cases of rape and incest, but it does not include um, an exemption for the life of the pregnant person. Yeah. Uh, the other the other thing that I want to note on um, uh, based on uh, Dr. Bernard's comments is that uh, lawmakers have said um, multiple times now that part of what they're trying to do during this special session is also include more funding for things like mm. WIC, for social services, um, mm. for funding to help uh, um, alleviate the, the infant uh, mortality rate and the maternal mortality rate. Um, I will say that a lot of that funding has happened over the last several years, and we have seen improvements. Indiana went from 48th in, uh, as the worst uh, infant mortality rate in the country to 47th this year. So it is. <sighs> that's it is that's still, that's still laboring at the bottom though. Yeah. It, but yeah, yeah, any improvement is, is better than none. But Dr. Um, Dr. Bernard, how much credence do you put in this, uh, I guess, proposal or this possibility that along uh, with a total ban on abortion that lawmakers within this special session are going to address everything that you just uh, outlined for us, uh, as well as what uh, Lauren Chapman just did. Well, I can promise that uh, they're saying lots of things about it. We were down at the state house this uh, week having meetings with people trying to get these things on their agenda. And I would Mm -hmm. say they talk a big game, but we have to hold them accountable for that. You know, again, even if they, you know, put in some small favors, um, that mm-hmm. is not going to cover the most vulnerable. Um, you know, there is no way in with a you know uh, turn of a pen they can decrease the black maternal mortality rate that is already three times that of white people. That is not possible for them to do in a single piece of legislation, um, especially when they're honestly not willing to put the money um, towards that. Right? They've said time and again, you know, fiscal conservatism is their. Um, number one goal, and it's going to take a lot of funding and a lot of support to, uh, you know, to to when you take away the absolute basic human right to be able to control your own body and to uh, protect your own health, there is no piece of legislation that will um, overcome that. Um, and I would I would note, you know, in terms of the the life of the pregnant person, that is not a tenable situation for physicians. I mean, the fact that all of this is completely ignoring all of the physicians who work in this, every single medical organization that exists supports safe legal abortion. Um, 
and the fact that they're completely ignoring the fact that abortion care is health care. I regularly perform abortions to save people's health and life. And there's no way that I can separate and say, well, I think she's going to die in an hour. So now I'm going to perform her abortion, whereas a day ago I can't because I could go to jail for that. Yeah. How can yeah. I possibly predict when somebody is going to die um, from their high-risk pregnancy and, and mm-hmm. uh, swoop in at the last moment to save their life with an abortion? That's just not realistic. We need to be able to have physician judgment, patient-physician relationship mm-hmm. around what is safest for them, their bodies, and their families. So, so Dr. Dr. Bernard, where does this leave you and others in the uh, the healthcare industry uh, in terms of options and, and uh, I, I guess, strategies uh, as far as safe, healthy, uh, reproductive uh, medical treatment? Honestly, the fact that every uh, OBGYN in the state is terrified right now is something that everybody should be taking into consideration. They're either going to leave and increase the shortage of OBGYNs that we already have, or they're going to feel that their hands are tied, that they're literally watching people um, get sicker um, Mm -hmm. and not being able to intervene uh, to be able to take care of them. They will fear that every, you know, miscarriage diagnosis that they take care Mm -hmm. of, somebody's going to be looking over their back. Well, was there a heartbeat on that ultrasound or wasn't there? Mm -hmm. You know, every decision that they make to save somebody's life. Who's going to be second guessing that? Who, who's, yeah. Whose final decision is it whether that abortion did in fact save her life? So what is it, that going to be fine, or is it going to be a panel mm-hmm. at the hospital or a panel at the state house of legislators who have absolutely no idea what they're talking about when it comes to maternal health? Right. We have no idea. So what what is it that you plan to do, or do you think that you're going to do from this point forward? You know, I came to Indiana to be able to. Um, improve access to abortion care, improve access to miscarriage care, that's part of what I do, um, to improve access to um, maternal health in all of the forms, including abortion care, and I intend to continue to do that as long as I can. Yeah, so you're going to stay the course, so to speak. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, this is not the end of the fight. This is the beginning of it. We will absolutely not give up uh, our ability to care for mm-hmm. our patients and the rights of our patients to take care of themselves. Yeah, yeah. So, Lauren, why why haven't lawmakers uh, statewide and, and nationally heard uh, what Dr. Bernard and so many other trained, credible, uh, accomplished healthcare professionals have been saying and, and screaming from the top of their lungs? What is it about this particular topic, subject, that lawmakers simply will not hear? I think there's a short answer for that, and it is a a long, coordinated campaign and effort mm-hmm. by uh, conservative Christian um, advocates uh, since Roe became the precedent to begin with. Over the last 50 years, mm-hmm. uh, conservative Christian activists have been uh, organizing um, under the platform of uh, anti-abortion. Um, and that, I mean, we, we see that coming to fruition right now. Um, and and it's more than just, uh, anti-abortion, right? Um, it's also all, there have been more than 300 bills against trans kids in this country where there's a a call for, um, uh, anti-sodomy laws uh, to come back. And, And this is because of a coordinated national effort of, uh, of of conservative uh, Christian uh, activists. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so Dr. Bernard, wow. Uh, I, yeah. So, uh, are are you anticipating what What are you anticipating as a result of this special session? I know you're anticipating more uh, a total ban. Uh, in, in but in terms of whether or not the like Lauren said, it's going to be made illegal and they're going to prosecute. And what are you What are you What are you bracing for? We're bracing for, um, you know, day one, patients calling and saying, Mm -hmm. I'm pregnant, I need an abortion, and us saying, your community will no longer take care of you. Your state has abandoned you. Um, And now trying to help them figure out how they're going to get out of the state. You know, for those of us who can, driving to Chicago three hours, not a big deal. I can tell you that I already have to refer patients out of state because we already have incredibly restrictive laws. And for some people, you know, teenagers, women with no car, Mm -hmm. live in the middle of nowhere, Indiana, Um, you know, people who have five kids and are sick, um, I might as well be telling them to go to another planet. 
they're not going to get to Chicago. That's not going to mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to have to, you know, hopefully have extra funding to put in place to help them to mm-hmm. support yeah. their continued pregnancy. Um, hopefully, you know, they are able to get to prenatal care. And if there's an emergency, hopefully they're able to get to a hospital. Yeah. Um, and otherwise, we're going to start um, ticking the boxes of how many maternal mortalities we have to have until we will realize that this law is atrocious and, you know, somebody somebody will start making some change again. Yeah. Um, I do anticipate that there is going to be some element of criminalization. You know, one of the things that okay. we know that many women will decide and choose to have what we call a self-managed abortion. That means that Mm-mm. she will somehow, whether that's by telemedicine from another state, whether that's online, um, she will get pills mm-hmm. and she will take them um, to have an abortion herself yeah. because that's yeah. what she feels that she needs to do. And so we're going to see, um, you know, something put in place. They, mm-hmm. you know, you know, they are not going to let this slide. They will figure mm-hmm. out how to criminalize people, how to prosecute them for self-managing their own abortions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I think again that the idea that they're not going to criminalize women for accessing abortion is lip service. They know they can't say that because nobody would agree to that. But yeah. it, it's going to happen in some form or another. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's interesting that <clears throat> in terms of the the decision. It seems like they're like, okay, there, there it is. Now we got it. We won. That's it. And that there's not going to be any, you know, any further consequences. Uh, the, and, and I'll ask this to both of you before I have to let you go. Um, have either of you seen any significant mobilization just yet uh, or already uh, significant mobilization in terms of uh, going against and fight? You know, as you said, uh, Dr. Bernard, this isn't the end. This is the beginning. Uh, what mobilizations have, have both of you all seen, uh, if any? I mean, we had a rally yesterday down at the state house mm-hmm. with um, the ACLU and Planned Parenthood. We'll have a rally on the medical campus this Wednesday evening. You know, we are doing everything in our lawful power to speak out against the horrendous mm-hmm. law that we're um, facing. We continue to have meetings with lawmakers to get um, them to understand our side uh, and the side of women in, in Indiana um, and, and the care that they need. Um and, you know, I, I do believe that we will fight them in the courts. The Center for Reproductive Rights and ACLU will challenge in any situation that they possibly can. And, and I do think that there will be a case of, of a person who says, you know, I was facing um, these consequences because I was unable to yeah. access abortion. Yeah. And we will realize that that is, in fact, against her constitutional right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And we will eventually uh, yeah. prevail. Yeah, and uh, the, the, a large part of that is woven into that is the um, the suggested attack on contraception, uh, which includes um, quote unquote the the morning after the abortion pill, so to speak. So, um, and yeah. so please note. Let me just clarify there. Abortion pills are mifepristone and misoprostol. That's for mm-hmm. a medication abortion. Plan B, emergency contraception, is not an abortion. It okay. is preventing ovulation, preventing ah, the release. Okay. Of- okay. Prevent fertilization. I know that's a big misconception, but you they're are going after them. Right. They're going after them. Right. They are after coming after contraception. They are coming after you know Plan B emergency contraception, even though it's not an abortion. And that just shows how extreme they are. It's not that they're trying to prevent abortions. If that was the case, they'd have free birth control, you know, for all. Um, but that's not what it's about. It's about control of people's bodies and their conservative agenda. Yeah, indeed. All right, uh, Lauren, Dr. Bernard, and Tina, thank you so much. Uh, it's been great starting the show off with the facts of what is happening and what is about to happen. Thank you. Uh, ladies, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Still to come here in just moments, he is the chairman of the Indiana Republican Party, Kyle Hupfer, will be joining us on our live line in just three minutes. You're listening to Open Lines on Hot 96.3 and 106.7 WTLC. Back to Open Lines with Cameron Riddle on Hot 96.3. And we 
are back here on Open Lines here on Hot 96.3 and 106.7 WTLC. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle, coming to you live from the studio with our own Tina Cosby, who's working overtime yeah. on uh, this Sunday morning. Tina, you Good had a morning. great conversation there with Lauren and, and Caitlin to set um, things off. And they explained to us where we are from a legal standpoint, mm-hmm. the news that has happened, and uh, Dr. Bernard, of course, with her um, front row seat yes, uh, to very care impressive. for women in pregnancies. Mm-hmm. Painted, painted a very uh, interesting, realistic, and, and bleak picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a picture, the picture that Dr. Bernard painted was was not a pretty one, but it's it's one that, that everyone has to, to get ready for because uh, it's coming. Um, to talk about exactly what is coming, uh, as you know, Indiana is uh, led by a supermajority of our Republican friends from the mm-hmm. GOP, mm-hmm. and so they have uh, control over what will happen. As we've heard, uh, 11 other states have trigger laws making mm-hmm. abortion illegal almost immediately, depending on what state. And here in Indiana, there will be a special session to decide what our laws surrounding abortion uh, will be. Uh, to give us uh, some insight on where uh, the Indiana Republican Party, the Indiana GOP, uh, will be leading us uh, is the chairman of the Indiana GOP. Kyle Hupford joins us on our live line right now. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for uh, coming on the show uh, and bringing us up to speed. Let me first ask you, uh, where do you stand on abortion here in Indiana? And what was your reaction to Friday's announcement that Roe versus Wade has now been overturned. Well, I think the the Republican Party is has been pretty clear. We just passed a platform this weekend that that um, you know from a constitutional basis, uh, we believe that life is precious and that it needs to be protected. Um, and so, I think the uh, correct and long overdue decision uh, from the Supreme Court this weekend. Um, that there is not a, an enumerated right in the Constitution for a woman uh, to be able to have an abortion um, is accurate and that it should go where it is going to go to elected officials in states uh, to set those uh, laws uh, as to what will apply in those individual states by elected officials duly elected in those individual states. Yeah. Uh- Kyle, this is Tina Cosby. Uh, do you foresee any um, criminality uh, that will come about as, as what's going to be drafted as a result of this special session? If, uh, you know, there's a, a total ban, do you, do, you, do you see any type of a criminal element uh, that will be added to this as well? I've not heard that. You know, I mean, obviously, when the legislature gets together, they're going to have to debate, take mm-hmm. testimony and craft and craft this legislation. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I have I have not heard that as a, a forefront. That's not something that was in our platform. Um, and while we heard some testimony around that, that was not put in the party platform intentionally. What about um, at, what have the discussions been thus far about um, exemptions? if any, uh, that Indiana will uh, be allowed in some states, you can have an abortion um, if uh, it's the baby is being uh, is coming as a result of a rape or incest in other states. No. Um, will Indiana allow any exemptions? Again, that, that's going to be up to the legislature when they get together, um, you know, I think rightly um, the Indiana legislature and the governor have all um, taken a an approach of not getting out in front of what the Supreme Court did, let that decision mm-hmm. come down on its own, and then deliberate in the body where our laws are made in the legislature. Um, we rejected, um, and I believe it probably would have been against the Indiana Constitution to have, to have put into a law in advance, as you as I heard you mention mm-hmm. earlier, mm-hmm. Um, some trick, some states put in trigger laws. Indiana chose um, intentionally not to do that and to let the Supreme Court act in the way that it deemed fit, uh, which which it has now. Um, and again, I, I think the legislature will be debating those topics. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of um, um, intricacies and, and questions that are going to have to be answered as they put together a law, including around what what is really enforceable and and what can be, you know, law, laws have to be able to be put in place that can be 
um, managed and followed and enforced. And so, um, you know, all those questions will come up in the legislature. But I do think that you're going to see, um, listen, the Republican Party believes that life begins at conception and ends at natural death. And so I, I fully expect the legislature to start with that proposition of how do how do we protect uh, that life that can't protect itself? Well, let me ask you, because you, you brought you brought up that life begins at conception and ends at natural death. Um, there have been strides here in Indiana to improve um, infant mortality mm-hmm. and and the way babies and moms are taken care of. But uh I will give credit that, yes, there has been an improvement. We went from the 48th best state to the 47th. Um, And I I totally understand not getting in front of the Supreme Court, not making laws. But what have the discussions been when you guys sit around and uh, have discussions just like uh, anybody else has? What discussions have you had about, okay, if we uh, ban abortion? What other ways are we going to be able to step up? Because once these babies are born, you know, somebody has to be there. There has to be a system that takes care of them. We don't have universal health care. We've got a formula shortage right now where we can't even feed the babies uh, that we have. So if, if this is the way we're going to go, and again, I understand everything may not be in stone, but what discussions have we had about, okay, if we're going to, bring more babies into this world. We mm-hmm. have to do more. You can't continue to do sure. the same thing. It's just the same if, if Radio 1 asked me to start doing three shows for the mm-hmm. same pay, I would want more pay. So I would want more resources. So what more resources have you guys talked about? Yeah, so so um, Republicans in the legislature have been talking for a while, and and, and I think that you'll see any, any special session that, that talks about life also talk about these issues that you're raising. Um, you know, Indiana was just recently awarded um, the number one state in the country for adoptions out of foster care. And so I think you're going to have to beef up and provide more support around adoptions under under um, a scheme with with fewer abortions. And, and as you said, uh, uh, women uh, health and treatment and treatment and health for children um, has to be a top priority, and I think over the last um, two or three sessions, and it's been a top priority of the governor. Um, you know, our our infant mortality levels are the lowest in recorded history at this point in time, and so we we are making strides in many of those uh, arenas. But but you're right, there is going to have to be a coupling of recognizing that there's going to need be additional health care um, needs and additional needs for uh, children and adoption as part of um, any type of a legislative uh, scheme that comes forth. But could that coupling, would it come simultaneously, that if you ban abortion in the exact same swoop, that exact same bill, that there is an expansion of health care and education, child care, or or is there going to be a gap because it, as as you just said, the second that, that baby comes in, there is no gap when it needs to be taken care of. It it needs those services mm-hmm. immediately. Correct. Yeah, my, at least conversations that I've been in. Again, I'm not a legislator, right? Right. right. So I, I, I get I, I I run the party and and the folks who are elected make <laughs> yeah. these laws. The folks mm-hmm. who the, who the people choose, not me. Right. Um, but I, but I think you will see those conversations um, in the special session. Okay. Hi. Um, yeah. The uh, the. Um, you know, we'll, we will soon see. Uh, so no idea whatsoever what this uh, this the governor said we're going to deal with this uh, in the session. Um, any idea at all what it might look like? No, I, I, I think that, again, I, I, there's not there's not been bills out there previously. Um, there's not. As I said, there was there's not a trigger bill in Indiana. And so I think that they're going to come. Uh, into session, have those debates and discussions uh, in the in the legislature, uh, in public forums where people can testify and and people are going to be able to observe what those conversations are. Um, but I do I do think that you are going to see, um, and, and I'm hopeful that you're going to see a a significant um, increase in the protection of life. What 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 form that takes, 
I think is up to those elected officials to to craft and determine based on you know what they're hearing from their their voters and their constituents. Um, but I, I think certainly you are going to see um, additional protections put in place for the unborn. Uh, as we wrap up, uh, Chairman Hupford, thanks. Thank you again for coming on. But let me just ask you to leave you with this because the phone lines are blowing up. And, um, you know, I, I know not every Democrat is for abortion. I know not every Republican is against it. But just on the basis of I want I want to ask you to talk to a group of people, uh, party aside, but a group of human beings who lost a constitutional right on Friday. What do you have to say? Uh, what does the Indiana GOP have to say to uh, a body of people, women who are concerned now about um, what will happen to their bodies or a child that maybe they have not decided to bring into this world now growing inside of them. And they will in right now, it looks like may have to go to Illinois um, if they want to get abortion services. What do you say to those who specifically are concerned? Well, I mean, there's obviously some fundamental um, differences on what was lost. I mean, I, I think, again, it's it's a, a fundamental difference in perception of what the Constitution says um, and how that Constitution applies life, which is a cornerstone of our Constitution, that we are all endowed with the ability to pursue life and liberty and happiness and we fundamentally as Republicans uh, believe that that life begins before a baby is born. And so I understand that there are some fundamental differences, but I would urge, and I believe that the correct view is to look at that unborn child has rights. And one of those rights is to uh, be able to be born and brought into the world and not to be killed in the womb. And so I think that's just a fundamental difference. And, um, you know, I, I think that Republicans and Democrats and independents and all humans have got to come together um, in ways that maybe we haven't in the past. And this this dialogue in the legislature has to be broad and include all of them, include health care workers, include folks who are who are doing child care and adoption services and mental health and bring them all together so that we craft something that is the best for Indiana, the best for our voters and what our legislator and our voters have sent those folks in to, in to do. Um, but it, it's there, there are such fundamental differences that mm -hmm. I don't know how to start. If, if you don't believe that that unborn child has rights um, and a right to life, then it's very difficult to to maybe merge worldviews from that standpoint. And with that, um as you said, if a child, if that child has rights and the child is a human being once it's conceived. Uh, and again, I understand you are not a legislator, um, but have there been discussions about making other laws go along with that? So if a child, if a baby is a human and has rights, uh, if a, if a mother is murdered, um, has there been discussions of laws where now that the suspect is going to be charged with murder twice, where right now you're not? Would we consider changing those laws? Could a pregnant woman uh, file that uh, that uh, that unborn baby? Could they file that baby on their taxes as if the same as a, a one year old that is walking would would have any conversations about any of those things? changed if, if a baby is, is is a human and has rights from then? Are we looking across the board at changes or just one thing? Well, I don't I, I think you're going to see uh, a lot of things, a lot of laws looked at under this new framework. Um, I don't know what will happen in the special session. Um, everything won't get done in a special session. That's not what they're for. Mm -hmm. uh, limited in scope. Mm -hmm. But I I believe over time you will see a lot of laws looked at to how different now that the Supreme Court has acted in the way that they have. All right. Chairman Hupford, thank you uh, so much thank for you, coming Chairman. on the show. I really appreciate having your yeah, perspective. Thank you. thank you so much. Thank you. All right, uh, Tina, as you can imagine, uh, the phone lines are on fire. Yep. And so let's just jump right uh, to the phone calls. 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. You are on open lines. Uh, caller hey. on line one. Good morning. Who's this? 
Hey, you know, I want my legislature to have sovereignty over me because that's where my representatives reside, the Senate and the House of Representatives that represent us. They're the closest to us. We can go down to that Capitol and affect our legislation here in the state of Indiana, but we don't do it. All this abortion stuff is a spokescreen. We need to have our legislature. In fact, the state legislature and our constitutional republic is the most, uh, it affects our lives more than anything, and it's the last word as far as we're in a, exist in a sovereign state. So all the abortion stuff, Cameron, I got uh, news for anybody out there that's listening. The same thing happened 90 years ago to the date, July 7th, 1932. Read the address by the uh, then Walter Myers, the Speaker of the House of Representatives, in the open, uh, opening of a special session of the legislature, July 7th, 1932. Same thing happened then after the Roaring Twenties. It's happening right now. All the issues that are on the table now are on there now. Go there and read his address. I have it, and I'm going to pass it out down to State House on the 6th. But people need to come down there. That's where right. the heart of our our, our state is. Right. I mean, Thank if you, we don't have control over that, we get what we get now. It's not about abortion. All right. Thank you, Larry. Tina, you talked uh, briefly with uh, Congressman Andre Carson yeah. uh, on your show on Friday. I just want to play a, a, mm-hmm. a quick clip of his reaction to the news when you talked to him uh, when this was breaking yeah, on Friday. That day. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, we members of the House, we just marched over um, uh, to, the, to, to, the, to the Supreme Court to mm-hmm. join in solidarity with uh, fellow Americans who were protesting. Mm-hmm. You know, they, the Supreme Court has basically uh, uh, mandated pre- forced pregnancy. Yeah. And, you know, I think every woman, every family, every, every pregnant person should be afraid of what this means for the future of our country. You know, taking away a very, very, very personal uh, freedom for pregnant people. Mm-hmm to really make decisions about their own bodies with a doctor or a loved one or by themselves mm-hmm. you know, instead of bringing politicians into this. I mean, it's, it's, it's disheartening. It's unacceptable. And it's, it's disturbing. I, I, I think it's important for Hoosiers, Americans, to know that this ruling and Republicans in Congress, they're not going to stop here. You know, yeah, Clarence Thomas is. Uh, yeah, he he can he wrote uh, basically indicating uh, that uh, contraception, uh, gay marriage, uh, and what was the other one? I don't know. Should be reconsidered as well. Yeah, yeah. In that, I mean, people don't know that 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 is something. So basically, what they're saying is, let's keep this party going. Let's roll. Tina, that was just part of your conversation mm-hmm. with Andre mm-hmm. Carson That's on uh, on Friday. Lots of phone <clears> calls. <throat> um, as you heard, this is on, only the beginning. Mm. Uh, let's stay on the phones. 317-239-9696. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Hello? Oh, uh, my name is Dan. Dan, you're live on the air. Good morning. Well, I just want to say I, I think it's observed that truly, like, you know, the congressman said that to have someone that uh, that has a lot of control that's telling a lot of women what they can or what they cannot do with their body. But also at the same time, why do a bunch of men have to make a decision of what women have to do with their body? Something that they can't do with their body. I don't think that no man should make a decision of what a woman should do. Now, if it was a legislator full of women, and they sat down and had the discussion, I think that would be uh, a different outlook. But when you have a group of men that is deciding uh, what these women should do with their body, I I think there's just a lot of control there. Yeah, and you know what, Cameron, that's an interesting point because throughout this entire debate, all 49 years, there has I don't believe there has ever been any consideration in terms of the man. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, be it treatment, uh, punishment, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, birth control for me, nothing. It's mm-hmm. always on the woman or the doctor or the healthcare professionals. And I, I like what he had to say. That focus needs to shift because guess what? Women aren't getting into they aren't getting into these situations by themselves. Mm-hmm. And yet, and still, a bunch of men are completely 
completely leaving out the role and responsibility, mm-hmm. I might add, of the man. 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. The phone lines are full, but keep calling. If you're getting that busy signal, I want to try to get as many of you on the air as we can. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? How you doing, Cameron and Tina? Thanks for my car. Brother, I'll tell you, I'll be real brief. Uh, last caller was hit on here, but I, mm-hmm. I'll throw this caveat in there. We know it's about a population issue, and we know it's about a majority issue, and they figure 2040-ish or 2050-ish, whatever there'll be minority population. But with this ruling, uh, someone said yesterday, that's not going to make anybody go out and want to uh, have babies by uh, Little Billy and Johnny and, and Strand and anyone else. And trust me, the browning is happening because interracial. See, Clarence Thomas wouldn't go that far, Tina. And talk mm-hmm. about interracial no, marriage because well, that would have well. that, that would have disqualified him. Yeah. But the interracial is still going to happen. Latino people do; they, they've never had abortions. They're still going to have more babies. Okay, so I don't believe it's going to be this large mm-hmm. in, in uptick of white babies happening, along with fertility issues and stuff like that, which they're dreaming. I think it's going to be a reverse situation still on them. I think it's really going to even backfire even more. And the European male, I mean, this is my, this is brother, I'm going to tell people, this ain't 96, or Tina, the camera. He has a linear thought process. All of their thinking with the Miranda bill in the, in the, in the uh, Supreme Court, with the other decisions, it's linear. They don't have a holistic mind. They don't look at things from a circular point of view. And so that's why we see these illogical and irrational decisions going on. But mind you, no one's rushing to stay with little Billy or little Bill or want to have kids by him. They're looking at other people, and they have been for a long time. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you, MOTEP. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. Tina, uh, the phone lines are still hot. One thing I appreciate, uh, there's a lot of things about the current state of news and and the world that we're in that I don't like. But one thing that I have grown to appreciate in this era is that now no one is mincing words. Yes. You, you don't have to guess. And and I and I hate any time on, on, on in the news or on TV where lately folks are saying, well, I think no. They are saying mm-hmm. Kyle Hupfer did not beat around the bush. He no. said, I don't know exactly what we're going to do, but I can tell you what we're planning. Mm-hmm. And he was straight up, and I appreciate that. But also Clarence Thomas mm-hmm. uh, letting you know, hey, uh, contraception, bir- contraceptives, birth control, same-sex uh, same marriage. marriage. Mm-hmm. Bring those cases. Bring them we're, on. we're ready to hear them. Mm-hmm. Um, that, the, the you know, abortion is one thing. But now to say that you can't, that, and you know some states are already mm-hmm. – some states, again, and I'm not trying to scare people or trying to be dramatic. Some states already have legislation ready to go to ban birth control. So we're yeah, talking yeah. Ready to go to ban birth control? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. no, they, some states have that ready to go mm-hmm. to be sent mm-hmm. I, I, if mm-hmm. such. Um, and so, th- you know, we're, we're not talking about things that may happen. This is no longer a drill. These are mm-hmm. things that are – happening yeah uh, and they're and they're letting you know yeah. what they have plans for 317-239-9696 let me go to the phones again caller on line one good morning who's this hey cameron how you doing this morning good morning paul how are you i'm, I'm great hey tina how are you today good, good how are you paul i am well uh i think uh i just wanted to say real quick that i think this will be a golden opportunity uh for of attorneys to get together and examine the constitution and maybe they'll change some more laws that may be, may be favorable uh, for the people. Mm-hmm. So I think this is an opportunity. Uh, I, I know how uh, why abortion started. It was to control our population. Uh, so there's, there's a portion of this that's being missed as, as it is. Mm-hmm. But I just think this is a great opportunity uh, for maybe us to examine the Constitution and maybe bring some more things to the Supreme Court. Maybe they will uh, make some changes that are critical uh, to our everyday uh, uh, living. All right. So that's all I wanted to say. And Thank you, you guys have a great day today. Appreciate yeah. it. Glad, glad to hear from you. And, and Tina, I, I I would love to hear from some ladies. 317-239-9696. If you're a woman, you're right. You lost rights yeah, than, you, than you did. You, you're no, you no yeah. longer exist. You, you have know, less rights than me. No, Tina, no. you have less rights than me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't have what it is is that I don't have a choice anymore. Yes, it's not whether or not I choose to or not to, and I, that's why I say I back it up to just choice. Mm-hmm. And when you have the choice, therefore you have a constitutional right. But if somebody takes away your choice, mm-hmm. the other thing is, and we can talk about this at another show. Mm-hmm. This has been a widely 
clearly 100% GOP-led effort. Mm -hmm. Democrats have to have some kind of responsibility in this as well. They do, because they have had... They've 50 had 50 years. years to get ready for it. And then all of a sudden it happens. And so I, you know, I lay some of the blame right at the feet of Democrats because I just don't think that they were I, either they didn't take it seriously. Uh, they weren't prepared. But my goodness, when you saw how that court was stacked by mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell, you saw the ste- seats that were stolen and then rushed. I mean, come on. He, you know, he knew time was running out. And again, there was never a checkmate or a counter move to each and every one of these moves the last 49 years. So Democrats bear some of that responsibility as well. We're just about out of time. We take one more call. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, my name is Brittany. Brittany, you're live on the air. Go for it. You're going to be our last word. All right. So being a woman who lost rights, why is it okay for anyone to tell any woman what to do with their body? Some people have to do things for medical reasons. Some people have to do things because they're not ready to be a parent. We can't keep formula on the shelves, but we're going to be forced to have babies. Yeah. I think we that's can't, some, Go ahead. We can't we can't feed babies. Why can I I'm a I carry a firearm. I my gun has more rights than my body does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's no surprise. It's, it's certainly less <laughs> yeah. it's certainly less regulated. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's not a surprise. Brittany, thank it's, you so much. But it's a good analogy that she Thank you very much. You guys have a great day. Stay blessed. Thank you. Uh, Tina, as you can imagine, the phone lines are are on fire. I'm glad we were able to get uh, Brittany through there. Just the luck of the draw, how you get in on the Mm -hmm, phone line. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, You're going to have to continue this conversation tomorrow on your show. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've got a little bit more time to stretch out, and we we certainly will. And, uh, yeah, this special session is going to be really, really something to look at, and people need to go down there. You got to pay attention. Uh, We talked about this months ago of what was about to happen. Um, Democrats had 50 years to make this into a federal law and Mm -hmm. did not. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. And now I don't even know if if you is a right. If you have to go vote to keep a right every two to four years, is it really a right? If you've got to go, if I got to go vote to decide what Tina and my wife and my sister and my Mm -hmm. moms can do, Mm -hmm. is it really a right? Or is it just a temporary law allowing you to do something? To be continued. To be continued. So with that, uh, pay attention. Elections have consequences. There's so so much more that we could talk about and how we got right here. Uh, And we will do that again tomorrow with Tina Cosby beginning at 1 p.m. Thank you, Cameron. Thanks for having me today. Thank you for coming in on a Sunday. Join Tina tomorrow at 1 o'clock on our sister station, WTLC AM. 1310, 92.7, 95.1. If you missed any portion of today's show, you can go back and listen to our podcast. Just search Open Lines wherever you get your podcast. We are back same time, same stations. I'm Cameron Riddle. We'll see you next Sunday, live at 8.